I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy O. And your girl Rocky. What's good? <laughs> so it's a beautiful day today here in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather is going up because, yeah, that was unexpected for it to be so cold yeah, in California. it was, was kind of chilly out here. But NorCal is, is cooler than SoCal. So if you're from the east, don't judge us. <laughs> we have a lot of cloudy 60s weather. Yeah, it usually just stays like within the 60 range for like a good. Apparently, we don't get heat until the fall. Yeah, for real. Unless we have a heat wave. Anyways, that being said, we're happier when it's nicer out. Yeah, once the sun is shining, it's all good. Oh, BT dubs, because the sun was shining, we did smoke. It's a little hot. But oh, y'all I'm, love I'm, us anyway. I'm, I'm already. I had a shower already. My high is good. I'm, I'm off great now. Nah. She probably still tripping. I have a lower tolerance. <laughs> Anyways, it, and I wasn't this way like five seconds ago. I just I got excited about the topic we're gonna talk about today. But um, so yeah, it's nice outside. We smoked, and it's perfect for today's episode, which is called "Living Your Truth." Mm-hmm. Now, on our Positivity Be the Light episode, we did talk about living your truth a little bit in there and following your passions and dreams and stuff, but I wanted to break it down a little bit further because I have a lot of clients right now who are on their journey to their sense of self, and um, like I've just, you know, through me being their therapist and questioning them and their journey, it's it made me kind of break down mine Mm -hmm. and have a better understanding of what I went through to get where I am today. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about the topic today. I was wondering why. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense now. (laughs) Uh But, um, so, I mean, for the people who didn't listen to positivity, be the light, if not, go check it out. I have no idea what number it is, but positivity, be the light. We we got, (laughs) We yeah, stopped we doing got, numbers. Yeah, we stopped. We, we <laughs> I was like, stop. this must be like <laughs> numbers. Nah, bro. But, um, oh, uh, how would you define living your truth? Hmm. Living your truth. I, I guess the best way to describe living your truth would be, um, not letting the, the judgment of others hold back what you feel is what you want to pursue in regards to your passion, your passion. Like, you know, like you can be realistic about things, but that doesn't mean that you have to throw away things that you're passionate about. You know, I don't, I don't like people who say, Oh, you need to shut up and get a real job or whatever it is. Like just because somebody's an artist or just because somebody's doing something that this current society and climate in society doesn't value. Um, that doesn't mean that you aren't valued and that your talents aren't valued. Uh, and once you realize that, I think you'll you'll really dive into your your craft, into your passions, and you'll live that truth that you desire. Um, and that spreads through throughout your life in, in terms of not only work but uh, your love life, your everything. Like you're being able to see what you desire in others as a partner, you being able to see what you actually want um, in, in regards to how you raise your kids. And that's all part of living your truth is really looking into yourself and exploring what it is that you feel and not letting others hold you back. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a personal definition. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's 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 what I do. <laughs> um, what about you? What would you feel? What would you describe or define is living your truth? 
happiness, mm-hmm. peace, and joy. That was a lot shorter. <laughs> That's why I was like, damn, <laughs> he's going in. I mean, I'm going to explain more, but like those three yeah, words know, are like. Those are good. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to just pretty much shrink all <laughs> yeah. into three words, yeah. that would be it. But I think the truth means that the truth of yourself mm-hmm. without any influence from the external world, right. it's just your, your being who you are and who you want to be. It's, it's all of your just truth. Like, even if you don't want to admit it, it's your truth, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like your, your spirit is working against your mind because your mind is caught up in the world is being influenced by the world. And it's, and your spirit is like, nah, bitch, I'm going to do what I want, even though you don't want to or don't even know that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bee. I'm, I'm going to align yourself within yourself and reach out to the world so that I am Man, you... like I'm, I'm your light and your spirit is spreading out to the world. So it's just you and the world just in alignment, man. Yeah, you need to watch Westworld. <laughs> I just thought about a scene that you would probably like that deals with this. But I guess. Anyways, <laughs> I can't even talk about it because I don't want to ruin it. But um, but yeah, that's living your truth. And then a client brought up that first you had to find your truth, and then you had to follow your truth mm-hmm. to be living your truth. And I was like, damn, true, true. So how does one find their truth? <laughs> Deep ass side. Um. So for me, mm-hmm. okay. When when you have to be exposed, it you cannot know your true self if you haven't been exposed to it. Mm -hmm. Like you need something that is outside of you where your spirit's like, hey, I like this. So you're talking about reflections, I believe. That's why I describe them. How I describe them. Oh, I don't don't describe them like that. How do you tell me? It's like somebody who reflects parts of yourself that you yeah, 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 but it but, doesn't have to be people like. No, it doesn't. It can be anything. Yeah. But it's like it's a literal thing. Like if you've never seen your reflection, you wouldn't know that you had like brown eyes. But mm. like you're seeing it. It's like you're connecting. That. Oh, that like like don't y'all don't joke on me on this word. But um, <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Because, like, back in the day, there wasn't mirrors. So you didn't know what you looked like. Yo. I mean, you had stuff like water, <laughs> still water, and other things that could reflect. So it wasn't completely... I know, but it ain't see. like it is today. Like, I love seeing myself. Like, yeah, especially when I'm getting dressed and trying to look fine and shit. Like, I mean, I guess that wasn't a priority of theirs. But <laughs> No, it really was. They used to do the same thing. I know. They was getting tattoos and shit. But anyways. um, How we get here? Reflections. (laughs) Reflections. (laughs) Had a girl moment. Hey. Yes, she did. (laughs) So I just sat back and let that rock, fellas. That's what you do. You don't say nothing. You don't say shit. Which, totally (laughs) off topic, reminds me, like, when I go shopping, I'm, like, excited to show, oh, what I got. And then I was thinking about it, because he does not care at all, nor does he care when I'm trying to determine an outfit to wear somewhere. Not Not helpful at all. This is why I need girlfriends. But, um, I would do that with my dad. (laughs) When my mom mom and I went shopping, I would show him what I got. Like, Like, out of the bag type of thing. And part of me was like, was that because I was spending money and he was like, the hell are you spending all your money on? So I was like, I figured he should know or something like that. But um, That's how you get away with it because we don't want to know. Yeah. Like, we want to know, but we don't want to know. <laughs> so I show him, like, yeah, this was worth the you money. You want to know what the price is. I ain't talking about that. I'll get an allowance. 
wasn't his no more anyway. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, reflections. So, <laughs> told you y'all I'm high. But uh, I told I was chilling. But anyways, I got excited about this topic. So back to this topic, reflections. <laughs> um. Yeah. So somebody who reflects something back. Yes. So that's what you mean by an external thing. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a person. Yeah. It could just be like a concept of how yeah. you believe. Yeah. And all that is is like uh, the best way I would describe it is like you were talking about the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the spirit is within this vessel. So for things to get translated and and actually reach the spirit, sometimes it has to be seen through this physical world. Some things don't have to. Other things do. Wait, repeat that. So for for things to be connected on this outside world, it has to be. Um, damn, how did I word it just now? I you said seen something translated into. So things from the outside world have to be, in order for the, it to connect to the spirit. Sometimes those things have to be translated through physical things on the outside world, because this is the vessel that we're in. It's a physical thing. Oh. So senses and everything. So that's what I mean by like experiences. So it's the same thing as like if your spirit was like one that like, I don't know. I feel like you because I do believe in reincarnation, whatever have you have you beliefs, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um I believe in our spirits existing before and after this vessel. Right. Um so whether we go right back into another human or right back into another species mm-hmm. on this planet, I don't know. Like, at some point, there's a spirit before the spirit after. But anyways, so, you're talking about spirit reflecting in spirit, like your senses. Oh, so, when you're coming back into a human, you may not be aware of your spirit. Right. So, you have to, like, wake it up. That's and, what I and, mean. And, yeah, right. and, and for the spirit to wake up, it has to see something in the physical world right. because you're in this physical vessel. Right. Versus, like, if you're out there in the universe, you... Y'all's energy. Like, yeah. you don't necessarily need something physical. Damn, we getting deep. <laughs> that's true. That's, what, man, that's the way I see it. Yo, man. yo, yo. We on that motherfucking blue dream, baby. It's back. Sativa. Yo, that's another thing. It's, it's seasonal. So it's summer. We had it last summer. It was fucking amazing. We were all light and energy, baby. <laughs> and it's back. Yes. Yeah. Blue dream is the... The greatest sativa, thing. sativa, sativa. Do it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yes, this is propaganda. Yes, this is an advertisement. Y'all get your states to legalize and get that motherfucker sativa. Okay. No, but you really do. You really do. I need it's to all cerebral, baby. All cerebral. But anyways, back to the spirit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I should have smoked more. You all the, you all the way up. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's this waking up process because you've been exposed to something in the physical world. So what were you exposed to that woke up your spirit? Hmm. I think I get exposed uh, a lot through past lovers. Through uh, inspirational people, figures who can either translate their uh, their passion through poetry or art in terms of hip hop, but also dance, and those things really connect with me. So it's like that's what I mean by. Uh, it being kind of like a translation into the physical because mm-hmm. like certain things even as therapists like we can say certain things that other people can hear because it's us and the way that we say it mm-hmm. so music is a way of connecting to a part of me that awakens my passion in music you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like uh which came first the spirit or the uh or the uh the energy or the thing that attracted the energy? See, I think you cannot create nor destroy. It's always that's there. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's why it's, that's why it's like a paradoxical Yeah, because uh, the spirit is question. there. 
you just have to wake it up and then the spirit's right. like oh hey i'm inside here and that that, right. I, that i like that exactly but it's so, like where were you just now so exactly so either way that's why i i, I don't believe in quote unquote destiny i just believe in like things attracting certain things um and then seeing what you do with that mm-hmm. you know what you do with that is a spirit can be attracted to one thing but then if a trauma is attached to it it can you know suppress that because again the mind is very influenced by this world yes <laughs> like, you know yeah that's why they call it mind body spirit alignment there yeah. are three different it's, things it's, it's so true <laughs> it's so true um, and when you really break it down into like just it being energy and what you're attracted to, it doesn't seem so oh fucking scary and mystical like like I'm talking crazy. It's it's just literal things. Mm-hmm. Like this is what <laughs> this is what we are as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, we have things within us that we're attracted to, and you can say it, it's all in your head, but I disagree. I think there is a spirit there. That's like. Sorry, it got me to thinking about science because I was like, you know, everything that we talk about with energy is like came from science, but science was on it already existed. Science just put a name on it, right? (laughs) And it's like gravity. Gravity didn't exist because they said, "Hey, this thing is called gravity." It already existed, right? (laughs) It already was a thing. Yeah, we just named it. Like Newton didn't discover gravity. He, oh yeah, he discovered. The concept of gravity. He didn't invent it. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't be like. All right, everybody down. <laughs> everybody, just sit the fuck down. <laughs> Tie y'all motherfuckers floating around on Earth. Like, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> but for me, my exposure was a little bit more specific. Because yeah, you had a specific artist, right? A specific. Well. I'm going to get back to that. I mean, the first time I ever was like, aha, type of thing. I denied Mm. it for a long time. So what you're talking about is when I woke back up. So, for example, I always gravitated towards Pocahontas, the movie. Because all that nature shit, I was like, yeah, I feel this shit. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Yes. Lion King. Putting that African oh, spin on okay. it. Okay, so wait. Me, yeah, me, yeah. Me, I knew me. you didn't get what no, I was no. talking about. Yeah, because no, that was so long ago. So look, this is what I. I so mind you, when the <laughs> movies come out, when we was like five, six, yeah. like. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I already knew. Yeah, yeah naturally. You, you already naturally. knew. But like one, I was young, so I, I did not have the, the. I Lion didn't King, have the verbiage to say anything. Like the Lion King was greatest shit to me. Yes. That shit touched touch my fucking spirit. Yes. It really did. To this day. To, to this, this day, day. Shout out. Okay. Oh, man. So that was calling so I, to my, I, I, I get what you mean. My, my spiritual beliefs. That was right, calling right, to my right, spiritual right. beliefs, right? Um, okay. So, but I was raised Christian, Baptist. So I was just about to go right. So <laughs> I wasn't, even though I connected with it, it was all. You know, I'm black in America. So Everybody around me is Christian. Not only just my family, everybody in the community yeah, is was, around me is Christian. I was Christian. just about to say that shit. So <laughs> I didn't think it was okay. <laughs> Even though my spirit connected with these with these movies, I was like without consciously even thinking about this, it's not safe for me to express who I am. Mm. So I didn't. Okay. And then just sticking with the spiritual belief side, in 2009, Avatar, well, hold on. In 2006, Avatar The Last Airbender, a Nickelodeon um, cartoon show, came out, and it's about bending the elements, water, air, earth, fire. Yeah, I was kind of mad. I I, I was up on that. Yo, I was, well, I was still, I'm a big kid. I was watching Nickelodeon then. I mean, I was too. It was in high school. I don't think I was... I don't know how I found it, but I found it. And I was like, yes, best show ever. Go watch it. Anyways, <laughs> because it, it, it not only is it bending of the elements, but it also includes a lot of Eastern philosophies. And at the same time, I was in world history mm. learning about different cultures and different philosophies. Yo, timing. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> so my therapist said... Timing allows for opportunities to materialize. They may not have been existent before, but you hadn't learned the lesson to get you where it was available. 
She didn't say all that. She said the first part. I added that. But, um, but yeah, so I'm watching this show that's talking about Eastern philosophies. Confucianism, Buddhism, Hinduism, like all this Eastern philosophy shit. And then I'm in world history learning about those that side of the world. Mm. Okay? So it was just like connecting. and then in 2009 Avatar with the Blue Indians came out and that movie is visually stunning just absolutely beautiful spiritual shit (laughs) but um and it was just like another and now mind you sophomore year of high school I I was questioning Christianity I think I called myself an agnostic at that point I I wasn't full atheist because I had a sense of something but I was like I don't know if it's that so I was agnostic. So it's like, I'm still figuring shit out. But um, but 2009, I was like connected, right? So that's just on spiritual beliefs, okay? Um, as far as my artistry, I started writing fiction when I was eight. Now, this side of me had always been encouraged. Like my parents put me in workshops. Um, I took specialty classes for writing and stuff like that. So my parents did support it, but it wasn't like a, a full-time job creative writing Hmm. and I did get that message which is why I chose journalism in high school um but that artistry in me that creative was when I was eight okay um let's see any other what are my five things well I'm a big kid there's that but I was I was also I always questioned everything that was happening in the world Bullshit as well. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I always questioned it. I questioned religion. I questioned history. And I, like, even the simple things, like, something being named something. I was like, why is it called, why is a rock called a rock? And, you know, some people, they'd be like, oh, well, rock came from the Latin, da-da-da. You know? And I'm like, but, who created but, that? but even in Latin, <laughs> right, why who? did somebody say the da-da-da was called the da-da-da? <laughs> I don't know Latin, but... <laughs> Man, I took... How many years? I don't even know how many years I took. Whatever, I made it out that bitch. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I always questioned everything. But it wasn't until now, mind you, I had been connecting to a lot of different things, but I was being denied the freedom to express it, mm-hmm. the permission to be it, you know. So I was I was being presented with a lot of um, values that I had and beliefs that I had. But it wasn't until my senior year at Hampton University that I went to a Sonia Sanchez reading. And I don't even know what poem it was, but during the poem, she would break the standard English and go into, I think it's Zosha. It's X-H-O-S-A. It's a um, South African language. Osa. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that. The, with the clicking, yes. And she would go into that, or just, just calling out. Oh, I had to say South African. I was like, oh. Because yeah. Trevor Noah does now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and she would, and she, just in the middle of the English. And it was like, just so random. And I couldn't, it was just, as a writer, I was like, holy fucking shit. Mm. <laughs> She's doing what she wants to do and doesn't care what anybody else thinks. And she's going to be praised for it. And she's going to be happy for it. And it will be okay to be who you are. It's awesome to be who you are. It's amazing to be who you are. It's it's what you were meant to be. And when you do it, it feels so good. And see, one of my other clients just experienced that. And I'm so happy for her. Because, like, no matter how much I say it's okay to be who you are, until you have that shift in paradigm, that shift in perspective, where it breaks open your box that you've been put in all your life, it's a fucking liberating ass experience, man. And I felt the light. I was, and then I started traveling more. I started doing activities more that was like nourishing that stuff. So it was just all fucking energy and light, baby, and positivity. It's crazy. I think I'm gonna make it when I have enough money that I travel at least once a year to a different place. Yeah, and you mean country? Yeah. Yeah, gotta get the fuck out of here. No, nah, I've seen like I've lived in almost every region of this country. Um, North, so, south, west. 
no Midwest West. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, I haven't lived in like the like dirty, dirty, south. dirty south. Dirty south. Down, down <laughs> south. Like you know, I ain't, I ain't been down Alabama and nothing like that. But I've been to Virginia. I didn't. I've been to Virginia. I've lived up north all my life. I lived in Chicago for two years. Well, Evanston, but couldn't recommend. <laughs> uh, I think Chicagoans would. <laughs> debate that. No, they would. But I mean, like, in terms of the parts of the Chicago that I was at, mm-hmm. the gentrified uh, big buildings, uh, downtown. Uh, uh, Check out Living While Black when we discuss gentrification. Yeah. Those parts of Chicago, yeah. I'm not talking about, like, the fucking west side. <laughs> the south side of Chicago. Hmm. Um. <laughs> regions. Traveling. Yeah. Living light, living your truth. So yeah, that's when I woke back up. Was when I went to that Sonny Hill Church reading, mm. and it made me realize that I didn't have to conform to the norm, and I had permission to be myself, and I had permission to be free, and I stopped caring what other people thought. This is also when I broke from my father. Like my father had a lot of con- influence over me, just because he's really controlling and he thinks his beliefs are the right beliefs. Love him, but you know. He has some work to do, but, um, but I was very much under his toolage. So instead of embracing my emotional and my artistic, I was logical and rational. And instead of having the values that I did, I was usually believing what his values were. So breaking that, that box broke me from him too. And I was very, I was very, um, fragile Mm. because I was just like that little girl inside of me Mm -hmm. I was telling her that it was okay to come out because mind you all the stuff that I I had been presented with my beliefs and values I was exposed to my beliefs and values very early in life man this is uh, I agree with all this shit (laughs) I was going to say all this, but I was like trying not to interrupt you. I was like, yo, this is exactly, well, not exactly, but like so similar. So fucking similar. Um, can I? Yeah, go ahead. So I was like, I was going to say the same thing. Like, I felt like I was in line, like, at least for mind and spirit, or not, uh, mind and body pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, like I was getting educated. I was, I was doing well. The spirit would only get unaligned when... Church came in as in a, mm-hmm, in a factor. Same with me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout the rest of the time, things were good until I got to uh, outside of that environment. Mm. And that's what I, I kind of mean. Like, everything's good when you're there and you're not exposed to anything that reflects you. Mm-hmm. So when you're in, in your bubble, you're not exposed to anything mm-hmm. that resonates you outside of that bubble. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're trapped. And that spirit is Cause trapped. Because you, you can't even see it. Like, exactly. you don't know it's there. Exactly. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that bubble, I, so I get to Hampton. Mm-hmm. You know what that opened me up to? The amazing I women. I went natural because of Hampton. The amazing <laughs> women. I, I I never seen so many black women. I know. Um, Hampton got some gorgeous ladies. On, on that I was level of, of like. Still am. <laughs> On that level of just education and the intelligence, the elegance, the mm, everything. Just everything. <laughs> like, Hampton Woman really opened my eyes to what a black woman at her full potential or on her way to her full potential could Yeah, be. we was just on our way, you yo. Know? Shout out to Hamptonians, Hampton alum, alumni, alumnae, what have ever <laughs> you want to all that <laughs> label yourself. Just. We are doing big things. Like, yeah. props to Howard. They got people in entertainment. But we have people that are, like, professionals. Like, on-day shit. And mm-hmm. you don't... You're not in the media for that. But, like, right. because of, I know the... And I know a lot of them now, don't even want the fame. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, I know... Like, how many lawyers? <laughs> you're pumping them out, like... Like, how many lawyers? You know? Like, I, so many people own businesses. Like... Shout out to Hampton. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, on their way to potential. Right. Black women. <laughs> Black women on their way to potential. So, you know, um, I don't think that was like a bubble I had, but I just didn't understand 
how much those women could expose me to different things and other parts of myself. See, it, it burst. It didn't really burst the bubble of like black women being successful and intelligent. I always knew that from my mom. I always knew that from a lot of women in my life. But I was exposed to them on a either romantic level or on a friendship level, which was a different type of relationship, mm-hmm. which exposed me to other parts of myself. And as I learned that, I was like, oh, man. I started to learn more about myself. Mm-hmm. Then I went to fucking grad school. Mm-hmm. And that's what exposed yeah. me to other parts of myself, things that I didn't like and things that I was not getting anymore. Like, I wasn't I wasn't listening to music as much. I didn't have my keyboard mm-hmm. because I couldn't play as much. Uh, there's so many other things that were not there. Also, you know, relationship-wise, I was out of line there. So there's so many things that were out of line with my spirit when I was there, mm-hmm. um, culturally, mm-hmm. so much stuff. And that's what really hit me. And I feel like that was a part of, of my, I don't want to say spirit breaking, but spirit being, uh, not being nourished. Well. That's what I would, I would call it. My spirit not being mm-hmm. nourished at what, the time. Did you have, like, so you remember how I said I was, I was awakened when I was early and then I had was denied and stuff and then reawakened yeah it's like that i would describe it as that uh, yeah when was your reawakening um diana oh okay because i was like i went back under mm. in grad school yeah, but but i also i was i had some trauma before the reawakening which i stopped writing which i knew something was wrong with me because I've been writing all my life, and I stopped writing for two years. So I was like, "The fuck." But anyways, I was, I was, I was thinking about trauma or toxicity, mm. like putting you out of alignment. It does. So when you're out of alignment, you can't connect to your truth, to mm-hmm. your spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was thinking, did that have to happen before the reawakening, when we realized our spirit was there? Or re-realized our spirit was there. <laughs> but, um, or could it happen after? And then I was like, yeah, because it did. I'm still not fully connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never, like, that's the thing. It's not like you're always going to be shifting because you're always going to be experiencing new things. But that's what you want. You don't want to stay in a place where you're like, all right, I'm here. That's where you're like... Mm. Cause the world around you is gonna go. That's that Wakanda shit, nigga. <laughs> like, oh, we good in here. We good in here. And then everything outside of you is collapsing. All your friends, mm-hmm. everybody's suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So you have that balance. You have to operate within the world, but protect your spirit, align with things in the world, mm-hmm. um, but also keep some of that. So I, I like what you're saying because, again, inspired by my clients. But um, as far as trying to break it down because I had to ask the question. Mm -hmm. So what you're talking about is having a grounded center of self where Mm -hmm. you know you know who you are and you can go back into the world, the chaotic world, and not return. Because if you're not grounded in the center of yourself, you will be swept up in that tornado and your beliefs will be like, woo, woo, woo. And like you just sway with the winds until you have been grounded in yourself and know who you are and not going to challenge, be challenged by it, that's when you can exist in the world. When you find peace within yourself, you can be within the chaos. Right. And the other thing is to, is to remember that there will be parts of yourself that you can be sure of and other parts that will be challenged, broken up, and, and rearranged. Because remember, we always growing, baby. Exactly. So just because you know, like, okay, I believe... Uh, I don't know. I believe that I I have a beautiful spirit and that I am a good person. And then something bad happens uh, or you lie or you did something negative. That doesn't mean that your whole being is negative. Mm-hmm. That means that you had an experiential reaction. Maybe you should understand why you lied. Understand your be- beautiful spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, That's how you need to look at it. Understanding the beautiful spirit that you have, that way you can heal it if it, it was injured or protect it if it needs protecting and that might be a result of what happened in the outside the external world you know mm-hmm. but that's how we gotta look at it um i don't know where we're at now yeah don't, we kind of went off track we, we were bouncing sorry i'm bouncing looking, around I'm, bouncing around <laughs> i'm bouncing. looking at my like um order um well so yeah so I do want to talk about how to find your center because you have to learn who you are mm-hmm. in order to ground yourself. 
you, you got to know what to ground first, right. <laughs> you know. But before Oops. that, I had said when I was coming out of that, that first, the, the reawakening, I was very fragile because it was like, I just realized that I had connections to these things. Now I need to build it so I actually know what this connection is. I know what I'm connected to. Like, I need to build that foundation. So that's when I decided that I needed to move to California. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I, I can't, I was like, I can't be in the South. I can't be around conservative ass Christian black people. Like I need to be somewhere where it's matching with my values. And that's important. I'm glad you said that because that's not you being in a bubble because you're aware of the things that are going on outside. You're just aware so much so that you're protecting your spirit, which yeah. is what we were talking yeah. about before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, again, you're aware of the chaos. You're just like, within the context of this chaos, I'm going to be here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to help Black Harmony mm-hmm. through this way. Mm-hmm. Instead of being out within the chaos, trying to fight off everybody, that's not going to help your But spirit. But I think that's also, you're, you, you're not grounded yet. You're very fragile. You're still learning yourself. So it's like, I can't be in the chaos yeah, without getting swept up that's in the chaos. True. Like, I need to go nourish my spirit mm-hmm, that I just found mm-hmm, out about mm-hmm. and the connections that my spirit feels connected to. And what, and that can lead to my grounding. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps you can go deeper within the chaos. chaos yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So. Blue dream. <laughs> motherfucking blue dream, baby. Um, so I did want to say that. Well, I was. I want, I want to talk about two things before we go. One, how to be exposed to your reflections, as you say. Um, and we're going to show you a, t- a test, but I don't want to do that right now because I just want to... We flown. Uh, yeah, we, we flown. flown. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, w- I wanted to say how what steps I took to nourish my spirit, ground my spirit, and then, as my therapist says, maintain my spirit. Well, she said manta- maintain my happiness and peace. That, that's what I'm supposed to reflect on this week, actually. But maintain it. <laughs> because, well, I'll tell y'all after. But, um, so maintain it. So, I moved to California. Mm. Where they have more diversity in people. Although I do miss the black populations on the East Coast. But different mindsets. So, I gotta be grateful for the ones that are here. Um, and, and that's the thing that you had pointed out to me, O. That black people were different in California because they chose to move here. Yes. Whereas everybody else, it was like you're in the South as enslaved Africans. Mm -hmm. You're stuck there or you just moved to the North. But it's still like that was still colonial Mm -hmm. type of thing. The West Coast was like new territory. Wasn't the people was like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, so it's a whole new that choice gives you so much freedom in and of itself. So the people, the black people here have that free mentality. They're not as conservative. They're, they've connected to their spirits mm-hmm. and to the African spirituality, which oh, is something sure. in Oakland I've never experienced in my life, no matter what state I I'm live in. I'm trying to get is. deeper into it. Um, that's one of my goals this year. Too. Yeah. That, I feel like, is one thing I do want to do is get more spiritually in line. And I ain't talking about Kemet. <laughs> like Egypt. I'm not talking about that. All the black people who are spiritual connected to the African selves is all Egyptian shit. No. I'm talking about West African shit. The countries you probably came from. Yeah, most likely. Like, that's what they connected to out here, okay? <laughs> but anyways, California. The, the diversity. Because also, as a, a young child, I gravitated more towards the Disney princes who princesses who were princesses of color. So Milan, Pocahontas, stories um, Jasmine and Aladdin. Um, and they were fine. I can say yeah, that because right? I was younger. <laughs> but um, I always gravitated <laughs> towards them, so I always gravitated towards <laughs> Damn, not white people. <laughs> well, again, that's that's probably a, something you're connected to just in, in terms of your spirit. Yo, you're attracted to... Well, I got my ancestors within me. Yeah. So. Exactly, so it's, it's, it's just, not nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. And again, that that's the difference between your appreciation and your love of your spirit and yourself and your culture mm-hmm. versus you trying to down somebody else's. Mm-hmm. That supremacy bullshit. Like, get the fuck out <laughs> Ain't of here. nobody got time for that. So, 
went to California. Also, vegetarianism and veganism was popular here. Renewable energy was popular here. All things I love. Um, and it just felt... I can't wait to vote, if, by the way. It, I know, right? June 5th, California, June 5th. Allison Hartson, take this old... I swear, this old-ass Diane Feinstein... Feinstein, whatever, how do you say her last name? She needs to go. She don't even support... Like, she, she's not even, like, saying... We should stay legal here. She's like, I guess we we won't change the laws. She's like, if if Jeff Sessions comes over here, because you know federally is mm-hmm, you know still mm-hmm. legal. She's talking about like you know whatever. Ben, like I'm sorry. I'm she never go. going back to the no, illegal weed ever. ever. I'm sorry, East Coast. I'm sorry, South. I'm sorry, North. I'm sorry, some of the Midwest. Ooh, y'all got like, that bullshit. Y'all think y'all got some shit. No. You think, <laughs> no. You think you have some shit? You really don't. You really, really don't. Like, uh, but, but we were also connected to our spirits before we started smoking sativa. I true. think people who are not connected to the spirits who it smoke can, sativa, yeah, it, it affects them differently. I think that's very true. Yeah. Um, I use, I guess we both use, uh, weed is a way. No, it's enjoyable for sure, but also is a, a way of, Reflecting, processing things. Connecting your spirit because, again, your mind doesn't know. So on Sativa, it's very cerebral. So Mm -hmm. it's opening up connections that you've never thought about before. It is. I mean, we're also therapists, but I don't know. We just have some deep-ass conversations when we're high. So, yeah. Ergo, this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it could be just us, but, you know, I doubt it. I'm pretty sure there are others like that. But, yeah, it's... She needs to get the fuck up out of here. Um, Allison Hartson... She was fucking with Bernie. She ain't taking no money. I'm voting for her for the Senate. If she's in the Senate, yo, some shit could happen. We could actually fucking get Medicare for all in the state. We could be the first state to do it. You got Allison? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Like, because you know how much that's going to help us? Yeah, nigga, I'm broke. Not only that, like our community, like we can actually <laughs> offer as much help as we need. Oh snap! That's a therapist. My bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there for money. I got right, you. Right. That, that too. That too. <laughs> this like, is our profession. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, everybody's gonna save money because nobody's gonna have to deal with fucking insurance. Mm-hmm. So, All right, y'all. Let's let's get back. Yeah, let's get back. We got off track. Um, so California and Oakland in particular, because Oakland yeah, it's not just is is different than LA. It's different than San Diego. It's different than it's Sacramento. Than San Francisco. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Oakland is very special, and like all the values that I was looking for in California, I found in Oakland. Like, there's a shirt that this guy sells that I'm gonna buy. It says, "I found my soul in Oakland." That's it was. Yeah. Yes, yep. <laughs> like because I was still fragile, I was still nourishing myself, so I needed to move. Like I was, I was sort of getting it in grad school, but I was, I was also being drained. I also had a lot of toxicity and negative energy in my life, so it was just it was getting drained a lot. And uh, but when I came to Oakland, it you know, and with you coming here as well, because I did go through a little bit of a depression because I was isolated. That was the first time when I moved to Oakland during mm-hmm. the holidays. It was the first time I realized oh, yeah, yeah. that I was That's alone. True. Like, I ain't had nobody type of thing. So, you know, I was dealing with some shit. But uh, you came, and of course, you're fucking light. <laughs> so it just I automatically mean, connects, you know? It be there, but, like, it, it was dim. It was very, very grim. Well, you also just came back from Guyana. Yeah, that's true. So talk about how, because, uh, yeah, that would be, like, your second reawakening. So mine was moving to Oakland, where it reawakened me, and then you got here, too. But, um, but yeah, I think your second, or maybe your first reawakening was in Guyana. It might have been. I don't know what my, uh, that's what I mean. I, I feel like I was good. Mm. For so long, because mm-hmm. I was in, in environments that weren't, they were nurturing, so things were being shifted, mm-hmm. but not cracked. Got you, got you. See what you. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm in Chad. Yeah, my shit was getting cracked the fuck up. My shit's like, you know, so I, I was like in a little security blanket, but that's how, that's what I want for a whole community, like everybody mm-hmm. to grow mm-hmm. and expand, but let it be controlled. Don't let mm-hmm. gunshots fucking like, you know family members getting taken out, all that shit. That shit, that's, those are cracks. Like, we don't need that. We need little shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, so I said, well, I think I was good. Like, up until that point, that's when shit mm-hmm. really shifted. Yeah. And it was like a shock. Culture shock. Like, 
trauma from fucking violence and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm taking all this shit for in terms of my mind, usually that's how I escape through shit. But I'm taking in all this information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can't grasp the same day right. time. But this is what I mean. This is how this this is a perfect example of what I mean by there being a spirit. Because mm-hmm. my mind cannot escape that prison because I'm learning all this shit in grad school, so I have to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm still emotionally going through all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Your spirit. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much I was like, I I, I can think, I, I I got this. Push through, push through. Like, oh my through. god, no! I tried that shit too. I fucking broke, man. That shit does not work. <laughs> I was like, because I started having nightmares. I was like, the first one, what the fuck was that? And then the second one, I was like, all right, time for therapy. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's bad, yo. It's bad. Yeah. But that's what I mean by like not really letting that in mm. and not really processing that part of your spirit and letting that spirit um, go through what it needs to go through in in an area where it's not getting cracked. Because once it gets cracked, uh, and you know, and you can get stuff cracked and and, and, and obviously and refuel, yeah. but you have to have the resources, right? <laughs> and you, yeah, the resources and one of those resources is just having the knowledge to mm. know you know what you need. Exactly. You know, and that comes from you having some grounded in the past. So you have something to go back to. And, and knowing what you were exposed to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it's like, yo, I need to fucking, first of all, break up. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, removing toxic people from removing your life. Removing toxic people from my life. Mm-hmm. Had to get her ass to fuck about it Uh, she's, I don't know what she is right now, but I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I hope that she's good, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm trying to get through. Like we're on like neutral terms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I had to get her out of my life. I think we were both toxic for each other. That was just a feedback loop of negative energy going, Mm -hmm. you know, so shit, I wasn't doing that great for her either. Um, so that had to be out. I, Left grad school, you know, graduated. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I barely made it out. Like, I had fucking scars and shit, battle wounds <laughs> out this motherfucker. Like, that shit. Whew! That motherfucker. Not, not to deter anyone from going to grad school. This no, was just no. our particular situation right. where we were, um, we had connected to our spirit, and then, like, all the resources to our spirit had been removed. And then, yeah. not only removed, but stuff was putting you down. Right. So, you couldn't, like, get out of the negative and refuel because it was just not there. But at the same time, we were learning all this stuff of how we were supposed to be. I was supposed to be emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. and how we're supposed to take care of ourselves. And how we're supposed to, <laughs> that was the funniest like, part. Raise I'm children. I'm asking clients, like, how are you taking care of yourself? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, motherfucker, how are you taking care of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this was just, it's particular to therapy when your mind is blown from all the rest of the stuff you knew. Because they, they teach you about families and about how child development and adult development and like yeah, yeah just you, through everything. you learn all a lot these about fucking yourself. theories all these fucking ways of doing therapy yeah, yeah. so it was just a not a lot of knowledge um a lot of knowledge all during a lot of trauma so. a lot of fucking growth yeah so it was it was it was I think I named that your growth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I was growing all right. Well, I mean, that's just that's just how it was. Like at that time, mm-hmm. that shit was a fucking crap. And for me, it would have been my year in Oakland, both at my old job and at my old house. Both of those were traumatic, and that was like my place of work, where I am majority of the time, mm-hmm. and my place of home, which is supposed to be my place of peace. So removing the toxicity in my life consisted of me changing facilities and me moving to both mm. places that nourished my spirit. I also had to move um, after grad school to my yeah, old yeah. job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That shit was fucking terrible. That shit was, oh, mm-hmm. that shit made me not want to do therapy. And he was in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I was in Jersey with, like, my friends were there, but, like, we were, like, disconnected because, like, I lived further away in Jersey City. Everybody else was, like, in Newark, mm-hmm. Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm closer to New York. It's not that far, but it's like they got work and everything else. Like all these lives that like mm-hmm. I'm trying to fit myself into now because mm-hmm. I'm just now coming back. Like they was doing their own shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I had to fit my way in and, and then slowly it was happening, mm-hmm. but not quickly enough for me. Like I, I'm like, yo, I need y'all. <laughs> like, yo, I'm broken out here, dog. Like I'm hurting. And that's also because of your workspace. Right. Mm-hmm. Yo, do not. Do and, not. I was, and at the time I, was, I wasn't even. um 
I wasn't letting them know how hard it was for me at that time either. Mm. You know? And that was the other thing. So what I do know about me is like I, I try I usually isolate myself when I get into those broken areas because mm-hmm. I try to think it out you know what I mean because I'm all he likes to process you're right I'm all <laughs> up in here in my head but what I really do need if I'm being real is um feel your feelings yeah not only that but like feel my feelings and be with others that I love because mm-hmm. that actually helps um and talking about that shit and letting it out but it's hard for me to do that shit I still struggle with that shit well again we're always growing right but um uh, yeah, I will say, do not by any means put down your work environment as something that is stressful and toxic to you. It can definitely take a soul on your mind, body, and spirit. Mm. Okay? So if you're in a toxic work situation, try to get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, you may, like I was in my shit for a year and a half. I was at Vicky's for three years. And I ain't like none of that shit. I mean, I like some of it, but like, yo, I, some, a lot of it. I, I either get like. fired, like, or I'll, I'll um, and by fired, I mean like, just I know she's about to come. Mm. Like, I got fired from Home Depot. I just stopped coming. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped coming. Um, and I would come up. I show when I wanted to show. I would literally be like, look, yo, I don't give a fuck about this job. I don't feel like quitting, but I'm kind of still getting money. But it's like, I if I. If they fire me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so that's how I took it. And it's like one time uh, my manager called me. He's like, yeah, where have you been? I'm like, look, I'm studying. Yeah. I, was, I was like, that's how my attitude was. Like, look, look, I understand. But, dog, you're moving boxes and shit compared to my education. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. I told you I told you what the schedule was. Like, you keep putting me down for shit that I, I, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so it's like. Even then, I was like, well, let me get the fuck up out of this. So whatever you can, remove yourself, and your house needs to be a place of peace. That's because true. Because this external world is fucked up, and you need a place of peace. <laughs> so let your house be that thing. If it ain't, do what you got to do. Like, again, I was in this shit for a while, but timing allowed for uh, opportunities to materialize, as my therapist said. Mm-hmm. So at the same... I moved... Um, apartments the same time I switched jobs. Like, it just all fell down. Yeah, I was broke as shit right after that. Shit. But, but it all... It, it, it all went down at the same time. And I think I just had enough. Like, I couldn't take anymore type of thing. So I was like... And the opportunities were there. Not only were the opportunities there, but I made the choice to make a change. Right, that's true. Because you could stay in those situations, mm-hmm. but... Um, but I knew my spirit mm-hmm. could not take no more. And I said, oh, opportunity's here. Bye-bye. I'm Man, out. Look at us now. Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm in a current place of happiness, peace, and joy. And it's so much so that there's no drama in my life. And I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I've always had some type of drama going on where I wasn't happy. I didn't know my spirit. I didn't know how to refuel my spirit. I was in a negative place. See, this is what I thought. <laughs> That's exactly how I thought when I was with my ex at one point, right? Mm-hmm. I thought like, man, everything's going so great. Everything's great. And I felt like I was waiting for something to happen, right? I know. I told my therapist that. <laughs> right. Um, but I don't think about it like that. Um, I, I look at it as like, of course, there's ebb and flows in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at it as like, I really want to appreciate every moment that I have. And even in bad moments, I want to appreciate the lesson that I could be getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like that's... It's still that, hard, that's, though, because sometimes I do, I do still think But that. I feel like that's when the opportunities will present themselves. Once you've learned the lesson. Right. If you, haven't, if you haven't learned it, if you still going to yeah, be gonna, in You're going to be repeating it. <laughs> you're going to be repeating it. And certain things are lessons you're going to have to relearn. Yeah, sometimes. In different contexts. Mm-hmm. Like, like just, oh, I learned it once, but oh, you ain't get it quite right. Let me teach you yeah, again. And, <laughs> and you could probably learn it with one person, but not be able to do it with another person. Mm, true, true. Um... Yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. So, that being said, that's why my therapist was like, maintain your truth. So, maintain your happiness hmm. and peace. Right. At all costs. At all costs, yeah. Protect your light with your life, Will Smith. So, as we're nearing the end, um, I wanted to close off with being exposed to your spirit in the first place. Being exposed to your truth and... In order to know who you are, who is your sense of self, who is your core. And if you've been exposed to it, you know it. And if you know it, you can refuel it. Mm -hmm. 
but first you don't know what you don't know. So I was, I was often asked, asking myself, especially in terms of my clients of how the fuck do I expose them? I was like, I can't like make them experience everything because their traumas are like limiting them from doing so. Right. And, and then they may not have the resources. Like I was very, you know, I grew up privileged. I had the resources where I exposed to different shit. So how the fuck do I help my clients with exposing them to like a plethora of things to see what is like, huh, this, yeah, this, gravitate towards. this makes sense, you know? So um, I basically Googled different areas of interest. And, um, I got this thing. It's like a, uh, it's a shape. <laughs> a hex, how many? One, two, three. A, a hexagon? A hexagon of six, right? Uh, yes, I believe. Okay. So. Yeah, I think, I think so. Because <laughs> a pentagon, and I don't know what the fuck Pentagon's seven is. Five. It's five, yeah. Anyways, so I googled different areas of interest, and this little hexagon appeared, and it has six different, um, <laughs> what would you call these? Categories? Categories, sure. Yeah, categories. Uh, relating to, because a lot of times, oh, another thing I would say with living your truth and following your spirit is you do what makes you happy. Like, don't do a job that doesn't make you happy, okay? Because <laughs> you're not... Your spirit's not gonna be aligned. Like you're not gonna be happy. I mean, and yeah, most of us work the majority of the time of our life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do what makes you happy. Like, (laughs) like I don't figure out what makes you happy. Again, that's why we're in this hexagon. But you need to do what makes you happy. So they have this test that determines what you like and puts it in a category that can help you understand what career path may be more likely. Now, mind you, we're not conforming to the norm, so your career path may not be in existence and you may need to create it. Perfectly okay. That that, that can happen. (laughs) That can happen. I know so many people who did that stuff. So, oh, a motto I live by is everything was impossible until someone did it. Got the airplanes. Who the fuck would have thought that? I wouldn't have been that test dummy. But anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Here is, I clicked out of it for some reason. Okay, so here's the different categories. And we're going to run over a little bit. So we may not do the test, um, but we'll tell you the different categories. Okay. Um, okay, well, let me tell I told you the you it was going to be a good first. episode. I felt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the test is called Holland Code, R-I-A-S-E-C. That's R as in Randy, I as in intelligence, A as in apple, S as in Sam, E as in elephant, C as in cat. So Holland Code, Ries, Sec, whatever, career interests, and Meyer Briggs types. And it's a test. Um, the website is Personality Junkie. But basically you take this test to figure out what you like, and then that connects you to a... Um, like career path. So, first one, investigative. Ideas. People who like to observe, learn, investigate, analyze, evaluate, or solve problems primarily of a scientific or mathematical nature. Prefer working with ideas as opposed to people. Do not like highly structured settings. Now, mind you, there can be some overlap. Like, you can have multiple categories. Yeah, like, I don't like working in the highly structured settings. Yeah. But I like working with people. Well, this one says you you opposed to working with people. I know. That's what I mean. But I do like working with people. So it would be... Oh, you said you do like highly structured settings. No, I don't like yeah, highly structured that, settings. Yeah, that's totally not this category. Either. No, I'm saying I don't like highly structured settings. Mm-hmm. And I do like working with people. Yeah, that's not this category. I know. That's what I meant by it being intersection. That's why I brought it up. Oh. <laughs> but no... Because one of the other ones is liking someone. Okay, well then read artistic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, I was you really messed up that segue, didn't you? <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Artistic. Creativity. <laughs> People who have artistic, innovating, or intuitional abilities mm-hmm. and like to work in unstructured situations uh-huh. using their creativity or imagination prefer working with self-expressive ideas. The next one is social for people. See? 
People who like to work with people to inform, enlighten, help, train, or cure them, or to help them live up to their potential. Prefer solving problems through discussion. Usually do not prefer to work with things. The next one is enterprising, task. People who like to work with people, influencing, persuading, leading, or managing them for economic gain or for the goals of an organization. Enjoy leadership positions and dislike details. One after that, conventional. Um, they say this is, means order. People who like to work with data have numerical or clerical ability, carrying things out in detail or following through on others' instruction. Prefer structured situations over ambiguous ones. The last one is realistic, which means things. People who have athletic or mechanical ability prefer to work with objects, machines, tools, plants, or animals, or to be outdoors. Prefer to Preference for working with things as opposed to ideas or people. Prefer concrete problems over abstract problems. So basically the test um, gets you, puts you in one of those categories, if not more than one. <laughs> you know. Oh, they say the three letters. So you have three letters total. And then they tell you like the related pathways. So for realistic um, for the people that are good at mechanical or athletic jobs, good college majors are agriculture, health, health assistant, computers, construction, mechanic, um, engineering, food and hospitality. Related pathways are natural resources, health services, industri industrial and engineering technology, arts and communications. So that was just like one of them. I don't have time to read them all. But like I said, um, take the test. It's the uh, Reasec re test, R-I-A-S-E-C -E test. Um, and that will put you, and I'm definitely going to put my clients onto this, but um, that will definitely put you in some kind of exposure. Like, hey, this makes sense to me, and this is what I want to do with my life. And don't choose the money. You won't be happy. We need money for our basic needs. After that, we just want to be happy. Pretty much. <laughs> So, Even the research says that. Yeah. And those researchers are probably happy that they found that out. Because that's what they like to do. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anything else you want to say as far as living your truth? Um, no, I think we, we went pretty deep, actually. We did. Um, yeah. I, I don't see... If more people lived their truth and, and really discovered themselves and did that work i think a lot of us would be more happy we'd have a lot better connections with each other mm -hmm. uh, and there would be a lot more peace in the world so i think it's very important work to do i know it's scary i know it's hard and not everybody starts from the same place yeah like one of my life mottos i got a lot of them yeah. <laughs> is live passionately and fearlessly yeah and it's hard um but that's why I do want to set up areas where we can have... I want people to have the same thing I had, where it's like they have structured ways of doing it so there aren't too many tears. Mm -hmm. They're gonna Maybe there is naturally going to be tears. Maybe that's just life. But um, I think that's how you grow. Yeah, but I, I'd rather have little shifts than tears. Because mm -hmm. I think the way I grew up was, was dope, where it's like I was learning new things, but it was like all right, it's something I challenged. I had a space where I could get nurtured and come right back up. Oh, yeah. That is true. Nah, Northwestern was like, <laughs> rip, and there wasn't nobody there. Wasn't nobody there. I think that started happening in the high school when my, when my parents moved. Yeah. yeah, so that's all I really want for people is I want everybody to at least be able to grow within that context and then be able to show and be the light that they want to see in others. Because that means one reflection will cause another. Mm -hmm. So just recap. In order to live your truth, first you must find your truth and follow your truth. In order to find your truth, you have to know yourself. In order to know yourself, you have to be exposed to yourself. And that your spirit is re reflected in the outside world. So try different things. Expose yourself to different possibilities so that way your spirit awakens. And once your spirit awakens, put yourself in an environment where that spirit can be nourished. Mm -hmm. 
so that you are confident in the center of yourself and grounded so you can go out into chaos and still have peace. Remove toxic people in your environment or remove yourself from a toxic environment if you can to maintain that peace. And then once you're able to just have happiness, peace, and joy, like, it's a beautiful thing to be living your truth. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, O. Please leave us feedback, comments, um, like, follow, all of our accounts. That would be Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I mean, follow the podcast on SoundCloud. (laughs) What you doing? doing? Share it. Please share it. We're trying to get our voice out there. Please share. If you like what you heard, let us know and let other people know. Yeah. And if you didn't, leave a comment. Yeah, <laughs> like, let us know that too. You want to smoke? Yeah. <laughs> What's good? Um, like we, we're okay I with having discussions, <laughs> obviously. It's a podcast. But, um, but yeah, so definitely just get the word out there. It's so real with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, up. Thank you for listening. You all, please live your truth. Live your truth. Peace. Love. Happiness. We out.